out. Like it logged in and I was about to click on the thing and then it was like, nope, you're done. It did that to me too. It logged me out too. So weird. Maybe it like updated or something. I don't know. Technology is weird. Anyway, um, I'm super excited about this week because I, we're talking about a place in Massachusetts and I love that for us. Um, And yeah, let's get started. Um, I'm Sonia. I'm Maddie. And welcome to Grimm. Woo! Okay, so like I said, we're going back to our roots, I guess, um, because <laughs> we're talking about a notoriously haunted house in our very own homestead in Massachusetts, Isn't which we love. House? Yes, stop guessing ahead of me. I had like a whole hint and everything, but it's fine. Damn, sorry. <laughs> it's not really a hint. Um, I don't know. Do you know like the little um, jump rope song? I don't. Okay, because I was going to be like, guess if you can, but the jump rope sound literally says her name in it. So. Oh. <laughs> but it's um, it's uh, Lizzie Borden took an axe. She gave her mother 40 wax. And when she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Lizzie Borden got away for her crime. She did not pay. That's a great <laughs> children's song, right? <laughs> I read that and I was like, I've never jump rope to this. But like, it does seem like something that would happen. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a rhythm to it. It really does. Um, so yeah, I mean, her name is mentioned like twice in the song, <laughs> so you can and you already guessed it. We're talking about the Lizzie Borden house. Yay! Um, so the house is located at two thirty Second Street and Fall River. And fun fact: the house was originally ninety two Second Street, and then it was changed to two thirty in eighteen ninety eight ninety six. Which I just think is wild that you can just change street names. Yeah, that is interesting. And numbers. Like how they changed like, all like the exits on the whatever. Don't even get me started exit. about that. It makes me so angry. Yeah, and but they still have the sign for old, like the right? exit sign, and then underneath it, old exit blank. And it's like, well, why? What's the point if they're still gonna exactly. like? Why are there two and numbers? How now? long are they gonna keep it up there for? Like, yeah, is it just gonna be there permanently, like forever? Yeah, it's just gonna be old exit, num- like. Just leave it. It wasn't hurting anyone. And now you've changed the whole system. My GPS doesn't know what's happening. I don't yeah. know what's happening. Same. I have very strong feelings about them changing the signs, and I think it was useless. <laughs> it is quite annoying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Weird that they changed house numbers, too. Um, but you might be thinking, Sonia, I thought this was Paranormal Week, and the Lizzie Borden house refers to an unsolved murder case. And you'd actually be correct, but along with the true crime, the Lizzie Borden house is actually known to be super haunted. Mm-hmm. And yes, I did write that exact speech out in my notes for me to say. <laughs> I love that for you. I was prepared. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just to give you a bit of context, here's what happened on August 4th, 1892. Um, what you should know is that Andrew Borden bought the house in 1874, and then he lived there with his two daughters, Emma and Lizzie, and then his second wife, Abby. So like Lizzie's stepmother. Mm-hmm. And the rhyme is basically based on what happened in the house on that date of August 4th, 1892. And basically, you know, on that was the date of the murders. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the bodies of her father and stepmother were found in their home in Fall River. And they were found... 
I know it happened like a long time ago, but it's still like they were found brutally mutilated with a hatchet. Yeah. And like the jump rope song and everything, it does say axe. I think that's just because it rhymes better than hatchet. Um, the, the weapon was confirmed to be a hatchet, though. Um, and it is very sad. Andrew was found in a pool of his own blood in the living room. He was found on a couch, and like the reports say that his face was basically like split in two. And Abby was found upstairs with her head, like, basically smashed to pieces. And it's so, it's such a violent crime that happened there. Like, it it is crazy. And there is a whole lot of controversy around the case and everything. Because Lizzie was the prime suspect. You know, she was the only other person in the house other than the housekeeper who was there when the bodies were found. And there were some, like, other suspicious things. Like, she bought an axe before August 4th. And she burned a dress after. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like... Like, obviously, if you see that, that's, like, suspicious. So after Andrew and Abby were murdered, Lizzie was put on trial and then was acquitted of the murder because there was just, like, a lack of evidence and there were no other suspects and, like, no one else who could be charged. Um, and, I mean, like, this was this was the late 1800s, so even though fingerprint testing was, like, a thing that was used in Europe, the police in America were like, oh, that's not reliable. So, you know, they didn't test for prints on the axe that they found in the basement and then... It was just, like, a whole thing, you know? Like, Lizzie yeah. burned a dress that looked like she, the one that she was wearing on the day of the murder, but then there were, like, contradictions in her testimony and, like, gaps in her movement and, like, things about the acts that she bought. And I think the most interesting thing to me was that the jury, like, saw Lizzie and they were like, oh, that's just a nice-looking Christian woman. Mm-hmm. And then it took them 90 minutes to be like, no, she could never have committed a crime like this. Like, she's fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's just a whole lot that was happening in the actual murder case, um, but basically she was she was acquitted. She was never charged for murder or anything like that. And then after this, she ended up buying another house at Seven French Street. And this is kind of my favorite thing about houses back in the day is that like you could call them things. So like she called mm-hmm. her house Maplecroft. Oh, I love that. And I kind of just really vibe with that. Like cute name. I I would love to name a house something. Yeah, it is fun. Like, be like, oh, like, instead of being like, oh, come over to my house, be like, come to Maplecroft. <laughs> That's fun. Um, yeah, so she, Lizzie, lived there at Maplecroft until she died on June 1st, 1927. And you might be wondering, why on earth would she stay in Fall River, even though basically the, the entire town would have turned on her for apparently murdering her parents? And she said, quote, when the truth comes out about this murder, I want to be living in Fall River so that I can walk downtown and meet those of my friends who have been cutting me down all these years, end quote. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, that statement alone, I feel like, points a little bit towards innocence, because she's so sure about it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We should uh, cover the case one day. Yeah, we should. I mean, because there are a ton of details about the actual murder case and the trial and everything, and like... There was also this whole thing about Abby Borden finding the maid's cat in the basement with its head cut off, mm-hmm. like, the day before, which people were like, oh, it could be someone practicing or something, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I was thinking about that because last month was American True Crime, and I didn't fit that in because mm. I have a schedule <laughs> that I made, <laughs> and I was like, I should keep to the schedule. Um, but, no, no, yeah, it's like... If you guys want to hear more about the case, let us know. We can we can do an actual episode on the case, like the whole case in its entirety, because there are a ton of details. And it is one of the ones that I'd like to talk about, because, like, 
there are things that don't add up, but then there are things that do add up. And I just honestly don't even know what to believe about it anymore. Yeah. And I've listened to a ton of podcasts about the actual case, not on the hauntings, but a lot on the actual case. And mm-hmm. it makes you think. Yeah. Because like, I think there was one point where I was like, oh, it was definitely Lizzie. And then I was like, it could not have possibly been her. I think BuzzFeed Unsolved did an episode on it, I want to say. I think. That sounds right. I feel like they must have. Because I remember when I first started getting into the true crime stuff, I did watch a lot of BuzzFeed Unsolved. Oh, love BuzzFeed Unsolved. <laughs> I feel like that would have been the same. I feel like that would have been one of the, the big ones. But I, I do remember hearing a lot more about the actual murder and not about yeah. the ghosts. Yeah, me too. So let's talk about them. Yeah. It's fun. Um, <laughs> we're just going to ignore the fact that they were brutally murdered and then just pretend <laughs> that they were always ghosts. It's fine. All right, perfect. <laughs> this is how you cope with trauma. Yeah. It's healthy. Don't worry. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in 1996, Martha McGinn made the house into a bed and breakfast. Did I get the dates wrong? When? When did you say? 1996. No, that's no. that's that's more than 20 years ago. My brain is still in 2010. I'm sorry. Oh. I didn't even hear the 20 years ago part, so I was like, no, that sounds right. <laughs> um, so she inherited the house. Her grandparents bought the house on August 4th, 1948. And then she inherited it and, like, made it into this bed and breakfast. Okay. Um and so it's basically described as, like, a small Greek revival Victorian home. It's two stories, dark green, has this, like, plain clapboard on the outside, and then it has, you know, the standard cellar and attic that were just, like, a thing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, after it was open to the public as a bed and breakfast, apparently the, the room where her stepmother was murdered is the actual, like, actually the most requested room because it's very haunted. Oh. Um, which also, like, my immediate reaction to seeing that this was a bed and breakfast was like, oh my god, I want to go. But, like, why do we want to go to places that are haunted? I don't know. It's it's just a good lure of it, I guess. I, probably. Because, like, you know, you'd think that's the most haunted room in a house. You wouldn't want to go there. Yeah. But it's, like, the most requested room. But I think, like beforehand I'd be like oh like get that room but then when we show up I'd be like no not staying oh, fully I I that that is something that we would do we'd yeah. be like haunted and then we'd get there and be like no no it's ghosts it's easier to like commit to it when you're not actually there you know true 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah people say that the house apparently is super charming really well run and I mean I'm actually not sure about things must be opening up again so I'm not sure yeah if it's open or if it's not the house is like technically right now it's not a bed and breakfast anymore it's for sale oh Um, did not know that but I hope that the people who buy it next keep it as a bed and breakfast you know what I mean yeah yeah hopefully um but when people stayed there before they said a lot of the times even though it's super charming and really well run you can feel sort of like a creepy aura or Mm -hmm. like the spirits are restless or uneasy um there haven't been any reports of malicious activity. Like, none of the guests are ever hurt. None of them want to, like, pack up and leave in the middle of the night. But, right? It's, it's, it appears as though the spirits are all very polite in nature, but just like to make sure that people know that they're there. 
And I think that that might also be one of the allures of like the the most haunted room because you're、mm-hmm. gonna get some paranormal activity, but it's not gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna die in the middle of the night, you know? Yeah, never mind. I would I would probably stay there then. <laughs> yeah.、Um, it was actually very recently that it was listed for sale. I noted it down, and I didn't remember that I did that. It was listed for sale in 2021. Apparently, it had the market for two million dollars. Wow. So you know, pocket change if you want to buy、oh, yeah. a house. <laughs> yeah.、Um, yeah. So it's. It tech it is like a tourist attraction, but the current owners want to retire, which is why they're selling. And、mm. yeah, I really hope that they, the interested buyers, like keep it as a bed and breakfast. Yeah, me too. Because I would, I would definitely visit sometime. Yeah, I would love to go.、Um, okay, and oh, the last fun fact that I have for you is that apparently the house was featured in season eleven, episode five of Supernatural. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, I feel like when I was watching that episode, I was like, "This seems so familiar."、Mm-hmm. But the yeah, it's because the house was based off of the Lizzie Borden house.、Mm-hmm. That was a、okay. good time. It was a good time. Remember Supernatural back yeah, in the、I、day? Yeah, Supernatural phase. That was that was. I liked that. <laughs> it was a good time. It was. Um, Until it got. <laughs> we don't talk about、seasons. the last five seasons, Maddie. We just don't. They yeah, don't、uh, exist. <laughs> It's quite. I have a friend who's watching right now, and she's like getting to the last five seasons. She's like, I don't even want to continue. And I was like, Yeah,、no. it's probably not worth it. <laughs> I I think I stopped it. Like, I think I watched season eleven, and then I stopped after that. I watched all the way through fourteen. Oh God. Yeah. Did not watch fifteen yet though. Eleven was hard to get through because I remember being like, I'm forcing myself、yeah. to watch this. I really had to force myself. And then I was like, I can't, because I, I don't like leaving things halfway. Yeah. But then I did, because I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. Good choice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I found an article by someone called Amy Bruni, and she talks about the house. So basically, she's like a, I want to say like a paranormal investigator,、mm-hmm. and she basically said that over the years she's seen a lot of paranormal activity, especially in the house. And also that it's a really good place to bring new ghost hunters because something almost always happens.、Oh. Um, and then she does go to re- on to reinforce that there is super strong activity, but it doesn't appear to be like malicious、um, or quote unquote active activity.、Um, like the activity tends not to interact as much with the people. If it was like an active haunting, of course there are still parts of it that people have reported interactions, but it's mostly just like seeing things. Okay. That's there.、Um, she thinks that there's a lot of energy, but that it is like a residual haunt where the energy is increased or amplified because of people coming into the house and knowing that the murders and like having legends and speculations and. They put their own energy into the hauntings,、mm. and that's why it's like amplified, and that's why it's so haunted. Interesting. Well, yeah, it's a super interesting concept, like the whole idea of like energy feedback and like yeah, if that, like, would it be such a strong haunting if people didn't know about it? Yeah, it's like a like, self-fulfilling prophecy kind of. Right. Yeah. Like the more people know about it, the more haunting it gets. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. The McGins had reported a lot of like just general haunting things, which you know you'd expect from a haunted house. Yeah.、Um, <laughs> one of the the biggest parts was that they were like the lights, basically like quote unquote had a mind of their own. You know they would turn on and off randomly. Sometimes they would be standing in a room and they would actually see the light switch like flick on and off. Oh my god. To turn the lights on and off, and I just 
so creepy but also like i would like to experience that like you can't even blame that on like a wiring issue because you see the switch yeah right like that's like someone is definitely doing that (laughs) yeah crazy um they also report that you know there have been times where everyone in the house has been downstairs like you know the mcginns and like the staff and everyone and they would hear doors opening and closing upstairs along with footsteps um, a lot of guests, along with the McGinn's, have also seen, like, shadows, shadow people moving on the staircase, walking down the main hallway into other parts of the house. So kind of like the non-active part of it, but, like, it's kind of like just like a loop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a little bit more on the active side, some pe- sometimes the staff have said that they could, like, feel something brush up against them when they're on the stairs. Um which I will get into a little bit later. There's, like, a, a specific part about that, about, like, the feeling mm-hmm. things. Um, and there were even reports of an apparition that looks surprisingly like Lizzie herself seen in the basement. Um, she was seen by the owners and the staff, and some of the guests have even seen her apparition. That's um, creepy. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. especially if it's, like, recognizable. Like, yeah. oh, that's Lizzie. Um, and then, of course, you know, the standard disembodied voices kind of thing. Oh, yeah. That you get with a haunting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the websites that I looked at actually listed the entities residing in the house and what they oh, usually cool. did, which I thought was cool, and I'm going to read that for you. So Andrew Borden, of course, we know that he's there. Um, I guess people say that he's, like, angry at the fact that he was murdered in such a brutal way, and honestly, I, mean, I would be, too. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... They say that he finds comfort in the fact that people are, like, kind of starting to figure out what happened in the house. Um, they say he likes mostly watching things happen and then, like, usually just goes about his business like what he did when he was alive. Um, recently, though, apparently he started answering questions that people ask him through the EVP, okay. which is maybe a result of the amplifying energies thing, but I think mm. that's pretty cool. Um, Abby Borden was killed in the bedroom upstairs and... Of course, like, her room is super haunted. Um, one of the things, though, is that apparently they were doing, you know, renovations and stuff for turning the house into a bed and breakfast. And apparently there was, like, a point, like, a month after the renovations happened when they were, like, still doing parts of the other, like, other parts of the house and stuff, that the staff noticed that there was an indentation that was about the size of a body in the bed. Like, someone had just, like, lean on top of the bed. Oh, my God right yeah that's creepy so creepy and you can also hear her voice in the room like her cries which is pretty sad yeah that's and yeah um but on a happier note people have also reported seeing the apparition of an older woman just you know going about her life doing things in the house so hopefully she's just able to enjoy living in the house as a ghost which i I think is yeah, like when they just like keep on keeping on, you know? Yeah. Don't do like, their routines. Right. Like she's just like I I mean, I hope it seems with that that she's at least a little bit at peace. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like an angry spirit, but mm-hmm. yeah, I hope she's hope she's doing okay. Um Lizzie Borden's apparition has been seen. A lot of people report her in the basement. And some of the things that they they say is that it looks like she's like looking for something. So people have speculated that she's, like, making sure she got rid of all of the evidence. Oh. 
Which is like a rough way to spend the afterlife. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is true. Constantly anxious that you <laughs> need to get the evidence. Um, yeah. Uh, Bridget Sullivan, aka Maggie, the housekeeper, um, people have reported cold spots in her room and also seeing the apparition of a woman in like, maid's clothing, also just doing her own thing, doing chores and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very interesting though. In an EVP session, they recorded a scream before a voice that said, ma'am, come quick. Oh. And people say that maybe that could be like a residual like loop of her finding the bodies oh. one or more of the bodies that would not be a fun residual loop to be in no it would not I don't mm-hmm. like that at all if yeah. I was going to be in a residual loop I would like it to be something calming peaceful. yeah like a nice nice chill day yeah and they never are are they though no <laughs> no and lastly if you remember earlier I talked about Abby finding the body of a cat mm-hmm so some people have actually heard a cat's meow in the house, Aww. which is, like, adorable, but also so sad. Yeah, poor baby. Yeah. Um, but apparently this cat is super friendly and will rub up on people that it likes, usually in, like, the Aww. bedrooms or the hallway or the second and third floor of the house. That's really cute. Which I think is adorable. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was going to be haunted, I would like it to be by a cat who's friendly. Yeah, by a friendly cat. That would be really cute. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I think that that's part of, like, the active, I guess, because people have reported, like, feeling mm. the cat brush up upon them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it looks like the rest of it are mostly just, like, loops. Yeah. Which is, I mean, still, like, you should get to experience that. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Uh, okay, so I found a review of the house on TripAdvisor, and I found it pretty interesting, so I'm going to read that for you. It's by Lindsay Matthews, who was there in October of 2017. Um, so she was basically staying there with her sister Lauren and they stayed in the John V. Morse room, which is also known as the murder room because that's where they found her body. Um, and she mentions in this review that she kind of ran into one of the other guests later that night because they heard this like frantic beeping sound from the next room over. So they go into their neighbor's room and apparently this beeping was coming from this like ghost detector app. And apparently, even though it's just, like, an iPhone app, so, like, logically, it wouldn't work like a real detector. Mm-hmm. But the the app, like, calmed down whenever she would walk back into her room where no murders had happened. Mm-hmm. And then, like, got louder and faster when she entered the murder room. And specifically got louder and faster when it went to the spot where Abby was murdered. Interesting. So, like, you, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, that's... That would be quite a coincidence if... Yeah. Right? Like, oh. like how would it know? Unless yeah. it knew. Yeah. Weird. Um, and then she goes on to write in this review, quote, I tried to force myself into a deep sleep, but after the fire alarm went off with no explanation at around 3.08 a.m., Lauren and I just gave up and sat there in bed trying not to let our imaginations run wild over all the impossible explanations as to why that would happen. It didn't help my anxiety that Lauren had decided to start searching the internet and discovered that some people preferred re- refer to the hour between 3 and 4 a.m. as the witching hour or the devil's hour because they believe it's when paranormal forces are at their most powerful. Finally, at around 6 a.m., the sun came up and we got dressed and tried desperately not to drive away as quick as possible. <laughs> at breakfast, all the other guests were talking about their rogue fire alarm. 
Overhearing us, the employee who was making our eggs and pancakes came into the dining room. What time did you say the fire alarm went off, he asked. When we told him it was just after 3 a.m., he paused and started to look a little stressed out. Uh-oh. Well, well, this is an old house, so the wiring isn't perfect, he started. But I would be lying to you if I said the same thing doesn't happen once every couple of months, always around the same time of night, end quote. Oh. I have no weird. idea what that has to do with Lizzie Borden, but that's sketch. Yeah, that is weird. Right? Like, around the same time every month, nothing happens and the alarm just goes off. Yeah. That's wild. Especially during the witching hour. Like, creepy. Yeah. Oof. That happened to me at, in college once. In oh, I hate that. Year. <laughs> the no, I hate that At, like, 3 a.m. And it was raining out. I was just in my pajamas outside <sighs> in the rain. Why would they do that when it was raining? Like, I'm assuming, I... like, it wasn't a drill, but still, like... Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think it was a drill. I think it somehow got set off, but it was still so upsetting. I hate that. Yeah. Like, not gonna lie, it was the, one of my biggest fears going to first year at uni was that the fire alarm would go off while I was in the shower. Yes. That is so scary. Like, what? I'm not going outside in just a towel. Like, I think I would burn. I'd rather just burn. Yeah, genuinely. I mean, if I was in the shower, I'd have water, so I'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put out the I'd fire. just stay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to us. Leave the building. No. Yeah. We are not safety experts. <laughs> Um, okay, so lastly, I want to talk about Joanne Parent and their experience with photographing said ghost in the Lizzie Borden house, because this was wild to me. I read the story and I was like, I wasn't even going to include it. It was just like an article that I stumbled upon and I was like, oh, like just some extra information. Mm-hmm. And then I read it and I was like, I'm sharing it. Okay, so basically she said that she and her sister were invited to go down to the house and like stay there for a little bit. Um, and in the article she said quote the house is super creepy so I took a ton of photographs as we walked around I was getting a weird vibe like something was just wrong at about 2 p.m. I was too creeped out to actually go into Abby's room so I just kind of reached my arm around the door frame and snapped a bunch of photos end quote which is valid I would do the same thing if I was creeped out yeah um so she has a couple of pictures of this like oval mirror in the corner of the room And there's this floral wallpaper in the background. Mm -hmm. And I will post these pictures on our Instagram with the image credit links, um, just in case you're wondering what I'm talking about. Um, But yeah, so it sounds sounds all good, right? Just like a little mirror and some floral wallpaper. Wrong. Mm -hmm. When she went back to these pictures about a month later on her computer, she noticed something super strange. Oh, no. She said, quote, you can clearly see the outline of something, like the form of a woman wearing a hood. I showed them to my sister and her husband, and I was like, oh my god, you have to look at this, end quote. Wow. And on top of that, she said that there's this black bar in the reflection that wasn't there before. Creepy. Oh, yeah, that is creepy. So apparently they confirmed that it was like a vent in the ceiling, But the strange thing is that when she posted the picture on Facebook the day before, like, that she called the owners to, like, confirm this and everything and, like, talk to them, there was no black vent in the pictures. What? Yeah, apparently, like, 24 hours later, this black vent just appeared in the pictures in her iCloud library and on Facebook. That's weird. So weird. And so they were like, oh, like, that's, like, a weird glitch or something. But they asked someone, I can't remember the name, they had a name, someone with technical knowledge. They were like the CEO or something. I don't know. Um, 
basically this person confirmed that like the pictures weren't corrupted and there was just like no way that you could like change them on the iCloud library and on Facebook weird like that's so weird and like she even asked people who saw the picture on Facebook like that commented on the picture she was like like hey did you see this before and like do you see this now and like a lot of people were like yeah I saw that before there was no black bar where did that come from right effect but with ghosts (laughs) exactly and the thing that like makes me think that i don't know it's just weird because it's about ghosts that i'm like anything could happen you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. yeah um and the owner of the house at the time commented on the mystery too saying quote it's an old old mirror people think they see stuff in it all the time depending on how you're standing you won't see any anomalies in the mirror unless you take the picture from an angle we've had plenty of pictures that were taken several years ago that can't be explained however by a gentleman by the name of Glenn Tezza, a psychic and spiritual healing teacher from New Jersey. His photos show a mist figure and were taken with instant Polaroid film, and there's absolutely no way to mess with that film, end quote. Mm, that is true. So, yeah, apparently there are pictures of this mirror and stuff that, that have weird things on them. Wow. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, the website that I found all these pictures, that it has, like, screenshots of the Facebook comment section as well, and I'll post those on the Instagram with the image credit link, so you can check those out if you'd like to. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, that sounds crazy. <laughs> it's wild. Like, I was looking at these pictures, and I was like... Like, you can very clearly see the outline of a woman. It looks like it's carved into the mirror. Wow. But it's not. And, like, it looks like a woman. I'm excited to see those pictures on Instagram. Yeah, it's kind of wild. I'm just so weirded out by the fact that, like, so many people were like, oh, there's no black bar, and then mm-hmm. there was one. Yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah, that's nothing I've heard of, like, in a haunting before. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's so weird to me. But, yeah, so clearly the house is still very haunted. Maybe it's because of this whole amplification thing. Maybe, maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm just very interested to see what happens next mm-hmm. and yeah so that was I feel like that was a little bit more chill than most of our episodes yeah very interesting yeah I hope you liked it I did I feel like this is a bit of an easier transition into the end of from the end of our episode into a little life yeah. update for you it is it was a little easy oh you're welcome <laughs> you get these once in a blue moon take advantage of it <laughs> Um, well, let's see. Um, today I ran my race that I've been talking about. It was a Tough Mudder run thing, and I finished it. It was very exciting. It was really fun. I definitely want to do that again. Um, so yeah, that was amazing, but now I am exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) That's understandable. You did obstacles and stuff in the heat and in the mud. Yeah, it was so hot. It was like over 90 degrees. Oh my god disgusting that's too hot way too hot that's too hot to even like walk outside i don't know how you did a whole obstacle i was like standing at like the start before we like let like you know started Mm -hmm. and i was just sweating standing i was like this is not a good sign (laughs) honestly don't blame you i can't function if it's like over 72 degrees genuinely i like the winter so much more Mm -hmm. (laughs) i feel like the right time to run one of these would be like spring or autumn yeah yeah, I think so. Because, like, not too hot, but warm enough to not be freezing. Yeah. Yeah. But I did it, so. Nice. Yeah. A whole athlete. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
don't know if I go that far, but <laughs> I would a whole athlete. Oh, thank you. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you have any life updates? Um, a friend of ours just gave me a whole bunch of books to read. Oh yeah. So I will be reading those. I also have like 7,000 books in my library and I just got a notification for like two more that I had to delay my hold on because I was like, I can't have 12 books in my holds library. It's just not humanly possible. You stress me out with how many books you read. (sighs) I know. I like, I get, like I read books fast Mm -hmm. when I get into them. Yeah. The problem is getting into them. Yeah, that's fair. Like I have so fast. (laughs) I do. I do. I don't know how I do it. I don't know either. (laughs) But now I was checking the stats for one of the books that I've been like trying to get through, and it said that over the past week I've picked the book up twelve times. <laughs> I read like a page at a time. Oh no! It was just like I have to like get into it. Like as soon yeah. as I get past the first chapter, I'm like good to go. But it's yeah. like the getting into it that I can't do. Yeah, it's a little slow sometimes. Yeah. But that's all that's up with me. I have books now, and I'm very happy. Well, that is exciting. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you wanted to add? I do not. Do you want to spiel us out? Yes, I can spiel us out. Nice. Um, You can find us on Instagram at Grim Podcast. Like our photos, DM us, follow us. And from our profile, there's a button to email us. You can email us at thegrimpodcast at gmail.com. And send us stories you want us to cover or thoughts on stories we have covered or just little life updates life updates of your own or if you want us to talk about the murder behind the lizzie board yes hit us up with that too let us know um also we have a facebook and a twitter our facebook is grim podcast and our twitter is podcast grim and other than that just leave us a good review and tell your friends and family about us yeah and we'll see you guys next week i'm gonna apologize in advance because i don't think it's gonna be fun but it's gonna be interesting (laughs) well and here's to that (laughs) yeah can't wait for me to traumatize Maddie, share my oh, trauma yeah. a little bit. I'll I'm be really great. Very excited. <laughs> no, you're not. No, yeah. But, but I yeah. am. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, stay safe, stay healthy. Bye. Bye.